Hey, you know what I've decided? What'd you decide? As my father walks into my office in his underwear. <laughs> Come here. Oh, welcome home. I've decided I would be a good parent. I would have been a good parent. Well, that doesn't surprise me a bit. All right, son. Give me your shoe. I'll tie it for you. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit goes around the tree three times. Okay, let me get your, here you go. So you like these shoes, huh? You like the way they feel? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay. Hey. So, did you decide not to shower? <laughs> Boy, this sounds exactly like me and my boys on a yeah, daily doesn't basis. It, doesn't it? What's that? I've decided to shower. Okay, so we're taking these off again in a bit? I'm going to take them off in a, in a, in a, in a, in a lot of bit. In a lot of bit? <laughs> All right, well, I'll see you in a little bit, okay? Okay. All right, Pops. Yeah, so I had been a fine parent because I'm putting him to bed, waking him up, feeding him, giving him his pills, cleaning him, dressing him. I I think I'm going to lose a lot of weight chasing him. (laughs) That happens with kids. (laughs) And I'm getting plenty of sleep because I'm tired by seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up at like six thirty-seven, and I'm having to uh, lie about the concept of time (laughs) (laughs) just so I can get out of the door when I'm supposed to. You really are experiencing fatherhood. (laughs) You're 100 percent getting this. This is all accurate. The way it goes. So one of the things I really would love to talk about is the question of YouTubers and celebrities as content. So my my feeling right now is that we're in this really weird place where there are celebrities on YouTube with huge followings making a lot of money basically just being famous right. for having a lot of users, having a lot of subscribers. Yeah. Most of them play video games, right? But some of them are vloggers. Mm-hmm. To me, from my point of view, it all seems like a bunch of temporary bullshit. I, it doesn't seem sustainable. It doesn't seem real. I don't um, actually believe they're creating content. I think they're just kind of creating hype and then that that's fleeting. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. And I think that because there's no editorial control, there's no format, there's no production, it's all just seat of your pants that it's almost kind of like the early 2000s uh, during the network <laughs> content rush, yeah, um, venture capital money. And then it's all going to go away. But when you read articles about this stuff, people are talking about it like it's some new business model, like it's some new content genre. And I can't tell if I'm really smart in seeing through this bullshit or if I've just got old man disease where I'm like the syndicated cartoonist going, well, that's not real. Right. Web comics. 
But honestly, I don't think I'm wrong because <laughs> I don't think these people are making content. And I think that a really good indicator of that is that these platform hosts like the YouTubes and the Twitches, they are treating these people like temporary paychecks, mm-hmm. temporary revenue sources that they'll cut loose when they need to because there'll be another one. And so until they can figure out how to make money a better way, they'll just take the money while they can. Honestly. Yeah. You, how do you guys mm. feel about this? I mean, cause I mean, the latest thing is right. Is this guy Ninja. Mm-hmm. So one of the problems is that that's running that we're running into with all these YouTube celebrities, whether they're vloggers or video game players is that you can't have the camera live on somebody for 10 hours straight without them doing something offensive. <laughs> oh, bad, or, or yeah, bad things yeah. are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is one of them slips and says the N word. Oh, which Come don't on. ask me how that happens. I was say, how do you slip and do that? <laughs> no, how do you slip? You don't slip. Guys, if you were ever on, none of us do this anymore, but if you ever allow yourself to be on any gaming network, whether it's Xbox Live or PlayStation or whatever, and you just let whoever's playing talk, the only two words you hear are the N-word and the F word. And I don't mean fuck. Really? Those are the only two words you hear. Oh yeah. 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 That's e- why I don't do that anymore. Anyone. Is, <laughs> it's not a thing everyone anymore. is either an N word or the F word. Yikes. Right. I, and your only offense has to be getting a good shot mm-hmm. against them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or not play the game the way that you want to. So it's ingrained in that kid, that gamer culture it's it's doesn't matter the age it doesn't matter the race i have not found one game where if i leave the channel open i'm not hearing that mm. so i can't imagine that when these guys get on youtube they're going to slip at some point and say it's just become such a part of their vernacular is what you're saying well because character is what you do when no one's looking mm-hmm. yeah and and that's why no one on the internet has any character because no one's looking, even though they're looking. <laughs> that's a great way to right. put it. Right. When yeah, I'm that's interesting, when I'm ball liquor X five, <laughs> I can call <laughs> you the N word and the F word. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. There's no consequences. And so I don't know what the psychology is behind it. I'm sure someone's done a paper. I'm sure there's a white paper somewhere on this, but given the opportunity to get away with it, everyone's going to say the N-word and the F-word constantly on Xbox Live because they can be anonymous and they can just let their dick out. Yeah. But then you get these same people on YouTube and things get really heated and they forget they're being filmed, which can happen. Mm -hmm. I'll draw and stream for an hour and 30 minutes into it, I'll start singing because I forget that I'm streaming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, And then they just act like, any single person on Xbox live. And suddenly it's like, Oh no, not him, Mm. not him. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole rigmarole about what they're going to do. And then everyone starts freaking out about policy. Suddenly policy is very important. Mm. 
I'll never understand how you can have a group of people that will bitch because these terrible music companies, this terrible uh, corporate music industry screws up your stream by punishing you for having music in the background when all you're doing is promoting their music. But then they get they get mad at YouTube for not imposing rules. <laughs> they want rules sometimes, but not rules other times. Right. Not when it affects them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they want rules on other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. I want rules on other yeah. people. There ought to be a law not on for me. you. There's, uh, there's this false hype about the next big thing, and I don't know why that's such an important deal. Like, oh, this is the next big thing. Here's the next big thing. Yeah. And it's like, can't just be a thing. <laughs> it's got to be a big thing. I take sl- I'll take slow and steady and reliable over the next big flash. And I just mm-hmm. feel like this YouTube content, this streaming stuff, I think it's in real danger of burning itself out. And I think it could even cripple the potential of esports of being a real really? thing. Yeah, I do. I think that users are fickle. And I think that... All it takes is for YouTubes and Twitches. Really, all it takes is for Amazon to decide Twitch isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. And then esports is done. I, honestly. And I think all it takes is for YouTube to decide that it's not worth it or to find something that is worth it more. And then vlogging is done. Well, yeah. Well, I, I will agree with you on one thing, and that is that there does seem to be uh, a, a difficulty in coming up with content. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is the cresting of uh, reaction videos, right? So what you do is you watch somebody watching a movie or you watch somebody reacting to a game. The whole reason to have a reaction video is because the best content you can offer is reacting to somebody else's creative work. Right. And yes, I agree. At some point, that's Two is going to get boring. The novelty is going to wear off, and and that's going to be one of the things that leads to the uh, implosion of what you're talking about. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> I mean you're not wrong. Wow, I thought I made a really great point. <laughs> no, you no, did make do. a great you point. Do. It's making us think. That's the problem with YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and and so on and so forth is that they really don't create any content it, it's basically well, they do create the content, content that we put well that, so how do you mean? people are using the platform responsibly to make content for example i bought a new camera on my birthday and i've been using youtube to learn how to use it mm-hmm. i found a couple people that are making uh that have youtube channels that, i mean really there's no difference between what they do on youtube and what you might see on a on a professionally produced like PBS show, right? But and I'm only describing it as PBS because it's informational. Mm-hmm. They're well spoken, really informative, nicely produced, and they have a lot of subscribers because their content is good and they're making money. You know, they're doing promotions. They have advertisers. They're approaching it from a place of I'm going to make a professional thing, and I think it's it's different than saying, uh, well, I'm just going to turn a camera on and I'm just going to be myself for 10 hours and uh, hopefully I'll be the guy. I don't know. I, 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 it's it, This whole celebrity streamer stuff, my concern is not, oh, these kids are going to be badly influenced by you know these people saying terrible things. Their friends at school say it. 
it's just sad to me that they're not watching content. Well, and, and I guess nothing. that's that's my point. When I say that YouTube doesn't create content, that's exactly what I mean. In other words, hmm. those camera professionals made the content. And they that's put it true. on YouTube because that's oh, where everybody's going to look saying, for Brad. it. Yeah. But if YouTube didn't exist, they would put it on their own personal website and you would have found it through a Google search. They might right. put it somewhere so else that's true. That there exists here is that YouTube doesn't create content and it's got to make its money on the aggregate. And that means that, yes, while it will host a, a valuable camera tutorial, it's also got to host all of this other crap because it's the crap that's actually generated generating uh the most eyeballs right how many how many views did that camera tutorial get probably a fraction of what a reaction video or so on and so forth no that guy doing the camera videos is not making eight hundred thousand dollars a month like ninja is a fraction of this this video i just sent you that has 7.4 million views that is frozen Mm. elsa and spider-man lollipop finger family nursery rhyme lyric superhero kids collection wow this is a perfect mm. example of a auto and all the videos on this channel are this way. Like if you go to this channel, I won't even say its name. Oh my Every God. video is a generated by computer. And what it's doing is it's, it's just algorithmically searching YouTube for popular kids videos and then taking all of these big things and putting them into one. And, and the, you know, this is something that is so obvious for YouTube to shut down. Yeah. Like, they all they have to do is look once at this channel. I'm on this channel. How could they even keep track of everything they need to shut down on they YouTube? Can't. They can't. And therein lies the problem, right? 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Wow. That's amazing. 300 hours of video every minute. How do you monitor that content? Yeah. You can't. Algorithmically, but clearly the algorithms are missing the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, they're either missing the problem or it's it's not a big enough problem for them to focus on. Yeah. Or it's not a priority, I guess, is maybe even a better way to say it. You know, it, it, until it becomes a priority, then they're not going to focus the algorithm on it. Yeah. And this is where we get into the problem is the the focus of YouTube is to make money. That's, you know, like that's what they're there for. That's right. what they're doing. So like with the number of videos uploaded every minute. How do they, because clearly this whole channel should just be shut down. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, it's just a pure rip, right? You really want to so, blow your mind even further? Look at the comments underneath. Uh, half of them are gibberish. Like there's one that's uh, F-L-C-L-F-P-G-L-G-O. It's almost like reading an eye chart. <laughs> and then the one below it is just <laughs> as ridiculous. Half the comments are, are Lorem Ipsum. Yeah, they're bots stuff. talking to each other. Yeah. It's a, well, I mean it's bot content that talking stuff to each other to push me. the video I, up in trending. That kind of stuff concerns me less than what I what I was wanting to discuss. And what I because mm-hmm. I, there's a difference between some opportunist figuring out an algorithm will get them a lot of views. My concern is anyone listening to this that's like I want to make money being a YouTube vlogger. I want to mm-hmm. be. I want to make money being a YouTube celebrity or a streamer. Um, I don't know. There's much of a future in it, and if there is, you better. I disagree. I don't know, man. Well, I tell you what. Hear me out. Because if there is a future in it, it's like that guy that Calder watches. 
Uh, oh, Abdallah Smash? The Nintendo guy. Sure. Who has a full-time job and does and does the Nintendo stuff for fun. And he's a partner. Like, he's partnered with Nintendo. Wow. And he still works a full-time gig. I've broken down, kind of in my head, uh, YouTubers into a couple different categories. You've got people who are putting up videos that aren't content that are just trying to get views. Reaction video people. You know, that, that kind of stuff. Then you've got the... Almost like the daily talk show people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of which there are some really good ones. This is where it gets weird because this category can kind of be broken down into two people. There's the people that just throw on the camera and start recording and are just as extreme as possible and will catch a lot of views. And the reason why is because, oh, it's from their heart, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the people who they're producing a show. Like you can tell this is written content. They really thought about this. It's the equivalent of the daily show or John Oliver or whatever, right? And you can kind of divide them into two camps. So you can almost see it. So they're producing some kind of some kind of daily content. And then I've got a whole other camp in my head that I call like infotainment. That would be like your, your guy that's teaching you how to use your camera, yeah. Scott. These are people that are producing content that is teaching us something. You know, Smarter Every Day is one of the biggest channels on YouTube. It's that, it's that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then there's just the there's the the game players Mm -hmm. and i give them their whole own category because it's all they do they log on they play a game you're watching them play a game and yeah i don't know i i i don't know how i feel about it as weird as that sounds because on one hand i want a critical review or analysis of this game you're playing i don't want you to just play it all right you're playing a game and i'm watching you okay great I guess that's content. But on the other hand, it's like, hey, maybe I get to check out a game I might not necessarily play, but I can play it vicariously. What's the difference between that and sitting on my couch, you know, playing a game with my wife where I'm not holding the controller? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm a little on the fence about that. And then you have people who are actually who are actually making shows. They're making they're making for realsies little five minute shows, either uh fiction or nonfiction. I mean who who are the guys? Slow Mo bros. <laughs> yeah. They got a great every now and again. Yeah, yeah, they got a great shtick. It's I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's we're gonna do we're gonna scientifically film stuff in ultra slow motion. Mm-hmm. And just whatever. Like the I saw one recently where they were like, let's let's spray each other with fire hoses <laughs> and use really high end cameras and kind of make it jokey at the same time. But they have like 20 million followers or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but, and the con, some of the content is genuinely funny and genuinely interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that I want to believe that the cream is going to rise to the top, that the best of the best are going to are you know are going to get up there if you're producing good content again if you're, if you're producing really about content it, there's right. a difference between producing content and just getting online or just just streaming while you just exist mm-hmm. well that 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 brings up a really interesting question and that is this is our concept of creativity itself evolving or 100%. changing in other words are, are, is this entire construct of social media and platform-based uh, entertainment, is it changing what we consider to be 
creativity. And I'll give an example of what I mean. Uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee just hit Netflix. Yeah, it's great. Fantastic show. It's been my uh, Saturday morning watch now for the past couple of weeks. I get up, brew myself coffee, uh, put the TV on before anybody wakes up, and watch episode after episode. And you, when, when he sits down, and and boy, I'm going to go full old man on you, but I don't care. He sits down with uh, Bob Einstein and Don Rickles yeah. and. And Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, those guys light up the screen. They uh, they know how to be. They know how to deliver thoughtful remarks. They know how to be interesting in front of the camera. And they can tell a story. They can captivate you. There's only one episode of that show that I made it ten minutes in and turned it off in disgust. And and actually was so upset I had to turn off. I turned off Netflix. Turned off the TV. Unplugged the coffee pot and went back up and went to bed. <laughs> really? And that was where he was uh, with, do you know what I'm going to say next? No. Miranda Sings, YouTube star. She oh. was horrible. She yeah. was, she couldn't, she was unwatchable. She couldn't deliver a sentence. She couldn't make well, sense. There was nothing the there. Why was the reason why was because now, there was an interesting part of that thing. I would recommend you go back and watch it again. Oh, if don't you make fast. No, listen, listen, listen. Fast forward past where he's with the character. Yeah, talk to mm-hmm. Colleen. And, and you get to where she's at home and he's talking to her about what she does and what happened and how her career started. And then that's interesting. I think, yeah, I think the problem is Miranda Sings is a, is a character made, made mm-hmm. to be obnoxious. <laughs> I don't I don't know why he did it that way, but it would be like if instead of talking to Bob Einstein, you got half of him being with Super Dave Osborne. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And halfway through yeah. an interesting conversation, Super Dave crashes over the counter. And then at the end he talks for five minutes about his career. Right. And you're like, Well, I wanted to hear this. Yeah, because Colin, no, Colin Ballinger yeah. is hysterical. I don't like the Miranda Singh's character personally. I find it obnoxious. I do. But do you really? I, she's obnoxious, but she, yeah, she makes me. But but uh, yeah, I like the, Miranda Sings. The, the comedian. Man, I I, I very seldom it. have such a visceral response. I, did you? <laughs> I did was you, like, oh, this is horrible. But did you realize that it was a character? Because if not, I knew it was a character, and I knew I didn't like the character, and I knew if I was going to have to sit through this, I was just going to not <laughs> like it more and more and more. And I well, I like her. I think she's very funny. No, I like her too. Like I said, I'll own my old manness. I, I that that was that was horrible. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's what's there's an interesting example, right? So Colleen is a good example of someone that started off as a kind of lifestyle YouTuber, for lack of a better terminology. She had already built up a pretty sizable little audience just based on that, and then it it was sort of the that character that kind of it took her over the top and, and has become such a regular part of her channel. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she is just a comedian who is doing lifestyle stuff and not, not to belittle that because again, she's, it's such a fine line between somebody who knows what they're doing and somebody who knows who doesn't. I feel like, I feel you know, like Colleen knows what, what it is doing. for me. And I don't, I don't know what this, hang, why I have this hang up, but it's, it's why I feel I feel this way about all these guys that drive me nuts. Um, 
And it started when, um, really early in my career, when um, Efront tried to buy PVP, mm. um, but I, I didn't sign with them. And they already were promising to turn people into millionaires. And there were already articles about a guy who did sign with them and was making a lot of money. It was the one guy they gave money to so people could do articles about Efront. And he had gone and bought a new car, <laughs> you know, and he was living the millionaire lifestyle. The first thing he does, 18, goes and buys a new car. And then you see these Logan Pauls and Jake Pauls who in their 20s have fallen into uh, just a windfall. And they immediately just buy really expensive homes and apartments and condos and cars and and terrorize their neighbors and just act like fucking assholes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, PewDiePie is on camera screaming and everyone's like, oh, I'll just turn my stream on and 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 play and scream. Bo, no scope, headshot. And it's it it all comes down to one sentence to me. And I don't know why this is my hang up, but I just kind of look at him and go. Have some fucking dignity. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, I'm totally dead on my lawn about this stuff but I, I, in fairness and in defense i'm also not dead on my lawn about a lot of new content because it's no, good and here's such as well hold on hold on this is what i was going to get to hold on because this hold is on, important dude. well hold on dude hold on brother hold on brother, hold on, brother. to it dude hey just a second brad hold on brother <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually a very good old Hogan. I, I want to bring it back to what you said about PewDiePie just going on and yelling at the at the mic and everything. So here's what's interesting to me. You've got this guy. You've got, and not just PewDiePie, other people too. When they started, they were screaming at the mic and it became their thing, right? Mm -hmm. But now he spends hours to edit down to a 10-minute video that is is the reproduction of him screaming in the mic from the old days. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying, he's trying to invent that thing. And New creators are coming in, watching that and going, well, if it works for him mm-hmm. and they don't realize that he's spending a lot of time creating a video. So instead they just throw on their mic and start screaming into it and don't, do you see what I'm saying? Like they're in an echo. Well, I don't know about that dude, but what I do know is that PewDiePie dude, I don't care if it's produced or off the cuff, brother, that's <laughs> not content, dude. Listen, brother, you can get on your mic and you can just scream nonsense into it and you can call it content, but you can also feed me shit and call it ice cream. I didn't say it was good content. I, my point is that he's putting well, time and about energy. That, he's dude. putting time and energy into it and people don't realize. Well, what does that, that. mean? Uh, God, this guy is just screaming into the mic. He sounds like a fucking asshole. Well, he really produced it, though. No, I mean, no. <laughs> you're being you're being obtuse, but I know you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know you understand Just I, the same way that people the same way that people listen to a podcast and think like, all you got to do is turn on the mic, but they don't have good gear and they don't edit it down any and they don't they you know, and they don't try and stay on topic and they like it just goes all over the fucking map. And then they post a two hour thing and then people go, oh, that must be what podcasting is. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> look, hold on a second. Hold on a second. OK, oh, hold on a second. I'm ready. <laughs> there are people that have screamed into a mic that made compelling content. Mm-hmm. Sam Kennison did it. Bobcat Goldthwait did it. OK, 
but they crafted something. Sure. PewDiePie is just screaming into a mic and acting nuts and then accidentally saying the N word. There's no yeah. rhyme or reason to it. No, it just that, that worked. Right. He's just obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious. Now, another person that turned obnoxiousness into money is Miranda Sings. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy that was real popular for a while, which was Fred. And he was kind of like a Pee Wee Herman voice. Super obnoxious. Oh, was he? He had all kinds of songs. He got a Nickelodeon show Mm -hmm. off of his YouTube popularity. But again, producing content. Now, not my cup of tea, but Adam Sandler produces content that isn't also my cup of tea. Right. Right. And and that's the thing. I'll never forget, never forget when I was with Image Comics, I was talking to Eric Larson on a regular basis. We were all just calling each other and talking. And I could just call and shoot the shit with Eric Larson, who was at the time Image Central's publisher. And one day we were sitting there talking and he goes, Oh, the new uh, Jim Mahfood's book out. Dude, he's done another book. And I go, oh, great. And he goes, boy, I fucking hate that book. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, you do? And he goes, yeah, I can't stand his art. And I go, well, Eric, you know you're publishing it, right? And he goes, well, yeah, it's great. And I said, well, you just said you hated it. And he goes, well, I don't like that style of art. That graffiti art is not my thing, but it's great. I can tell it's good. Mm Mm-hmm. He's really good and it's hip and young and really uh, insightful and fun and it sells really well. He goes, it doesn't matter what I like. It just matters what's good and what's not. And also it matters what will sell. I love Westerns. I would love to see a Western comic and we get a bunch and I can't fucking publish them because they won't sell or because they're not good. And I thought, I I remember saying, I go, you're an amazing publisher. (laughs) That is an amazing (laughs) fucking attitude. Yeah. Because it was like, I do not like this, but I, it's good. But I can see the value in it. Yeah. So look, there's a difference. I don't like Fred videos. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like every Miranda Sings video, but I know what's good. I can understand why people like it. My dad hates Will Ferrell movies. He thinks Will Ferrell is fucking stupid. Yeah, that's me too. (laughs) And I understand where he's coming from. I recognize his comic genius, but I don't like. You can like, see his craft. You can yeah, see but I don't. His I don't like the films. It's 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 just not my style. But I can understand that he's very good at what he does. Yeah, that, like, I think you just hit the nail on the head. And Fred's a perfect example. There are people watching Fred videos, and especially now more than ever, he's on Nick, right? That are like, oh, I'm going to go do that, and they're doing some off imitation that normally an Eric Larson would have been in place to go. Mm-hmm. Nah, dude, <laughs> Like you didn't hit it. Like you don't get it. Well, yet. I don't know about that, dude, I don't know about that brother. <laughs> but, but instead with you, Listen, brother, all I'm saying is that I've changed my mind about barrier. <laughs> I think we need more bears. Listen, dude, sometimes you need an editor, bro. <laughs> this is the problem. dudes. Well, well, wait a minute, Brad. Wait a second, Brad. Hold on there, Brad. Yeah. Because here's the problem, dude. <laughs> Listen, Brad, we spent two years telling, ten years telling everybody, go around the the barriers and the gatekeepers. But listen, Brad, they didn't hear us when we said that was their job now. <laughs> yeah. And therein lies the problem. You've got to develop. And to the credit of some, I feel like some people start a certain way. They're good artists and they, they're their own gatekeepers. And they have probably a circle of creative friends who help them out. And they develop 
you know, a style or whatever. It's the equivalent of a standup going to open mic night where there's a bunch of other standups standing around and they throw out a bunch of shitty jokes and then come off stage and they've got a group of peers who go, no, that didn't, that did not function or that one was good. Or, oh, by the way, that's so-and-so's joke, right? We see that a lot right right, now because now people are throwing this stuff out into the wind and their biggest concern is the number of likes and retweets. They're not concerned about their, their group appears to their craft. They haven't even developed that yet. But it is interesting something, Scott, you said that resonated with me. And that is, this was us 20 years ago, lauding the fact that there were no gatekeepers, celebrating the fact that there weren't editors, that there weren't people controlling the content. That was the thing that uh, we used to absolutely get giddy about. And uh, may, maybe this is where it led us. The, this very thing that we're complaining about is this thing that 20 years ago was amazing and, and transformative. Well, it's interesting because I used to think that the best thing about the internet is anyone can put their content on it. And the worst thing about the internet is anyone mm-hmm. can put their content mm-hmm. on it. It used to feel that consistently having a presence on the net was a novel thing. Not everyone did it or could do it. So those of us that had, you know, flourishing content online, there was a novelty to it. Like, wow, you really made that work. Like, I mean, I've I've heard that a lot from people like mm-hmm. you really making it work. It's been going. And even after five years, it was like, wow, you're really making it happen. And, you know, not everyone can do that. And back then there wasn't. There was a handful of us that were doing it mm-hmm. because there weren't as many uh, tools or platforms or opportunities like there are now. And it feels like, or at least we used to think, that now that there are so many tools, so many platforms, so many content providers, so many outlets, that now that the novelty's gone, now that everything is online content, your content better be good Mm -hmm. if it's going to stand out. And then the internet went, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, now it can be. It can be really moronic and do well. But- Again, that's my question. Have any of these YouTube celebrities been around for more than a year at this point? Uh, yes. Great question. Many of them. Many of them. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, good night. Well, but but <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. Who, for example, I'm, I'm trying to because they all seem very flash in the pan to me. Who's a YouTube uh, star that's been around for several years? Miranda Sings is a great example. Colleen's been posting videos for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm. The first Miranda, I'm going to go to her page and look right now. Uh, first Miranda Sings video that I can f- find is seven years old. All right. And a lot of these people like us, they were kind of grandfathered into these top situations, right? Because they were some of the first people to do the things. Mm-hmm. You know, PewDiePie is another really good example. Also seven years. Yeah, he's been around a while. That's true. You've got a certain number of people that have been around for a while that have been doing this for a while. You, uh, you're you obviously going to have your flash in the pans, right? You're going to have your people who blow up. You have people who are going to grow over time. The question always becomes like, how are they going to find ways to make it a job? How are they going to find ways to monetize it. And that's the problem for all creators. And and I don't know that the advertising solution is going to keep working, especially because at some point you and YouTube knows this at some point, there's going to have to be some kind of control put in place there. I mean, they're spinning right now. Every time you turn around, they're getting into 
more flack for something they did mm-hmm. you know, or more more often than not something they didn't do. Well, guys, it's time for that part of the show where I reveal the punchline of this magic trick. It's time for the prestige. Now, <laughs> I just filled an hour talking bullshit by talking about people who fill time to making bullshit. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we just did what we were complaining about. Brad, you got a game show? Well, as a matter of fact, Corey, I do. I'm not Corey. I, that was Corey's hint to hit the button. He's got oh. the button this time. So we, we've done a couple of match games, and I wanted to uh, come back with a family feud today. And I've got Thank God. <laughs> oh, match game is coming back. That's too good to let sit, but I am going <laughs> to. I, I love the bit. feud. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of losing these games. Uh, I guess I never noticed until now how much fiddle there was in the family feud. (laughs) Well, I went back. I think that was from like the 1980s uh, when Richard Dawson was still hosting. Because I I think that's kind of the definitive family feud. Guys are old. You're so old. Definitive. The definitive family feud scene. Yeah. Well, oh Corey, we are pushing. Uh, that's I, I can't edit that out. We're in the eight middle eight of the song. All right. So who wants to, to go first? To listen to this. Can I stop it? I'm going to stop. You it. decide, Corey. You know what? I want to go first. Okay. My headsets are coming off. So just type in chat when it's. I can't hear you now. Why do you do this to me, Brad? <laughs> All right, let's see. What do we what do we give you? Was it 30 seconds? I don't know. A thoughtful, deep conversation going. Nah, that's the, that's the perfect time to break into the feud. Digging into the problems of the net. All right, Corey, are you ready? I'm ready. Wait, should we explain how the game works for people that have never heard the feud? Which is a large portion of our listenership, might I add? <laughs> I have asked uh, a few questions online and I've gathered up the answers. I'm going to ask you and Scott, I'll give you 30 seconds to go through five questions. You're going to give me the answer. And of course, you get points based on how often that answer came up in my survey. And if you want to participate in the next survey, Brad's always doing them. Be sure to follow us on the Twitters or the Facebooks. That's right. Surviving show or surviving creativity on Facebook, because we post Brad's insane surveys every time he does them. And they all end up in the horrible family (laughs) feud game show that I'm about to play right now. (laughs) That's right. I'm going to destroy Scott today. I'm going to murder him. It's it's good to have goals. He needs to to suffer. We got to figure out. We got to figure out what the punishment is for him <laughs> at the end of it because he's dodged every one. You and I have both done this. We got to be. We got to work together. That's on this, true. Brad. Ha- Scott hasn't had to do no. one yet. What I'm saying is, float me a couple extra points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to come up with some money first. You're <laughs> All right, so. At uh, your timer, we'll start this. when I get to the question mark in this first question. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready. Okay. First question. Name the most popular character class in D&D. Bard. Other than Doctor Strange, name a hero who uses magic. 
Ooh, uh, Zatanna. Name a graphic novel you'd suggest to a 10-year-old. Smile. Name the most popular social media platform for indie artists. Twitter. Name the comics publisher with the best content currently. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> uh, Oni Press. All right. We'll give you Oni Press. <laughs> now, listen, just in case you're worried about you choosing one over another, you're supposed to guess who you thought came up most often in the survey. You're not making a personal yeah, I choice. I know. Well, but I can't. you can't ask me that question. <laughs> Well, I was expecting I you to say Oni Press. I, yes. I worked there for years and they all listened to the show. <laughs> do you want saying? me to do you want me to give you an alternate question? No, that's fine. All right. Listen, I, the Oni's I, putting out a lot of good particularly right now, Oni's putting out a lot of good content. So all you right, should definitely good. so you feel good about that one. But listen, I'll always feel good about recommending Oni Press. There you go. All right. So Corey, let's see what your score was. First question. Name the most popular character class in D&D. You said Bard. Bard was worth two points. Two? Two points. uh, See, now that one I answered because I thought people would pick it. Fuck. It was not the number one Uh, answer. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Other than Doctor Strange, name a hero who uses magic. You said Zantana. Zatanna was the number one yes! answer on the board, worth 22 points. Yes. That was my right. Name my graphic cat? novel you'd suggest to a 10-year-old. You said smile. Crush it on that one. A great, great choice, by the way. I think I would have said the same thing. Not the number one. Come it on. is worth three points. What the sh- what is wrong with That's- you people? Go read <laughs> Rana Telgemeier's entire catalog right now. <sighs> yeah, you, you, and you're going to kick yourself when you hear what the number one was. No, Name the most popular social media platform for indie artists. <laughs> yeah, what is it? You got the number one answer, 23 points, Twitter. Yeah, love it. You are going to be hard to beat, I'm my gonna friend. I'm going to crush him. I'm going to destroy him. You are. I'm looking over the number. The, it, there's only a couple different ways that he could get you uh, at this point. Yes. Name the comics publisher with the best content currently. You said your beloved Oni Press. Oh, Curry, I'm sorry. One point. Uh, one. <laughs> well, so let's see. Like, first of all, Oni I, has like 15 employees, and they should all be answering the feud question. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see, 2 and 22 is 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 28, and 23 is 51. Yo, brother. All right, so now you can bring Scott back. Okay, let's do this. Scott, Scott, you've got your work cut out for you. Your timer will start. You've got 30 seconds on the board. Your timer will start when I get to the question mark in this question. Name the most popular character class in D&D. Fighter. Other than Doctor Strange, name a hero who uses magic. Doctor Fate. Name a graphic novel you'd suggest to a 10-year-old. Bone. Name the most popular social media platform for indie artists. DeviantArt. Name the comics publisher with the best content currently. Image. 
<laughs> right. I'd like to go back and change one of my answers. I think a Tumblr would be better than DeviantArt. I fucked up. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. Well, let's let's <laughs> let's turn around, look at the big board, see what you got. Uh, by the way, uh, Corey, his score is fifty-one. So you've got to really bring it with this one. All right. Uh, question number one: Name the most popular character class in D and D. You said. Fighter. Fighter was the number one question worth 24 points. Easy. I got this. Go next. <laughs> You're halfway there with one question. <laughs> uh, I know Other he's going to do it too. Strange, name a hero who uses magic. You said Dr. Fate. That was worth five questions. Corey had the number one answer with Zatanna. Oh, yeah. In the graphic novel you'd suggest to a 10 year old, you said bone. It was the number one answer worth Fuck. 25 points. No! <laughs> Uh, God, I think you've won the game at this point. We'll, we'll finish yeah. it out. And, and oh. it, I, you will not be upset to, to find out that DeviantArt did not even make the list for the most popular social media platform. Number one answer uh, Corey got was Twitter at 23. Instagram was second at 22. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Name the comics publisher with the best content currently. You said image. It was the number one answer at 14. (laughs) (laughs) You've got 24, 25. That's 29. Plus 25 is 14, 54. Plus 14 is 68. Scott, you get to tell Corey how he's going to end our show. I want to hear Elmo read the closing credits. <laughs> God damn oh, it. tickle me, Elmo. He's got to get t- he's got to laugh at the same time. Yeah. La 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 la. Surviving creativity. <laughs> the show you've been following your dreams become your own boss and surviving the process. Your co-hosts have been Scott Kurtz, creator of PvP and Table Titans. Gordon <laughs> <laughs> Cassoni is the business manager of Two Down Studios. And Brad Geiger, creator of Evil Inc. and editor of webcomics.com. Uh, Mr. Noodle, have you been to webcomics? <laughs> oh my god! Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Surviving Creativity is made possible by listeners like you. Support us at patreon.com slash surviving creativity. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is dead on. That's wonderful. I hate you both so much. <laughs> oh.